0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to
1: today's program. We're going to chat today about marketing. This is the lifeline of our business. It is so important, not only to getting great customers But also getting great employees. A strong marketing plan will help us to achieve both of those. And uh, so much is changing these days with social media, the algorithms, the search engines. How do we stay on top and really have a solid marketing plan? And then that is simple enough that we can go out there and execute it. So, we're gonna talk about email marketing today. We're gonna talk about SEO, we're talk about websites, Google My Business, social media, and some of the tried and true marketings that even have worked in our industry for quite a while. Uh, we'll talk about some of the old school, old fashioned things that still work today. Some of them are outdated, stale, don't work today. We'll cover that. And uh, really what it takes to be cutting edge with marketing, because uh, there's a lot of stuff we can do for free that just takes a little intentionality and time to set up. And unfortunately, a lot of folks are leaving money on the table because they're not capitalizing on that. And then if we are going to invest money in marketing, where should that be? Uh, the do's and don'ts. So we're going to cover all that and much more today. Our special guest is James Mansky, returning to the program. He's got multiple crews, multi-million dollar business out there in Nebraska. And uh, he loves marketing. I love marketing. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks to today's show sponsor. And that's our friends at Jobber. Guys, they're giving away $150,000 in grants. Time sensitive here because the application process ends on May 26, 2000. So to apply, it's a five-minute application at jobbergrants.com. And as you're filling that out, make sure you let them know that you uh, heard about it through Paul Jamison on the Green Industry podcast. Because I'm optimistic that uh, we're going to get to hear some pretty cool stories on the show in the future of multiple listeners that are winners. And uh, they did. Jobber did this last year and I was very successful. They got to boost and help out a lot of people. Grant guys, is they give you money and you keep it. And so uh, some people will get twenty five hundred bucks and then it ranges all the way up to fifteen thousand dollars. And then when you multiply that by the twenty-five recipients, uh, the total grand prize will be one hundred and fifty thousand. But again, that will be distributed twenty-five ways, uh, ranging from twenty-five hundred to fifteen thousand. So, hey, if you send me twenty-five hundred bucks, I'll take that to the bank. If you send me fifteen grand, I'll hop, skip, and jump and take that to the bank. But either way, uh, that's a lot of money that can help. And as we talk about marketing today, it can even help you uh, take your marketing uh, to the next level. How's that segue, Marty? Am I getting better? <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, without further ado, here's my interview with James Mansky, And this is also going live on the YouTube.
0: So here we go.
2: It's, it's a lot easier to give an add-on service, an add-on product to an existing customer than to go find an entirely new customer. With that ROI, so it's it's very crucial. It's something that everybody can do and should be doing before they start even paid ads and Google ads and all that stuff, because you're you're neglecting your current database.
1: Yeah, and I think sometimes when something's free, or I think I pay ten, or ten or eleven bucks a month for Mailchimp uh, personally. And I think James, sometimes when something that cheap or free we just overlook it and go spend money on marketing. But the truth is it's, they can be way more effective than going and spending money. Not that you shouldn't spend money, but I I think you really made a good point there. So uh, your strategy is a minimum of 12 email newsletters a year to your existing customers.
2: Correct. Yeah. And it's, And yeah, you might be right with the it might cost something depending on how many emails you send out. Correct. Like if it's 10,000 a month, it might be. But it's so minimal compared to what you're going to pay on social media or Google for a certain time frame of a sponsored ad that every other customer or company is also sponsoring ads. So you want to just focus on who is already doing business with you to continue spending more money with you that they might be spending somewhere else with the comp- uh, the competition. And um, it's going back to what you are saying with the 12 months. So with the 12 month type of strategy, you can lay that all out in kind of a big pinwheel. So you know where all your services are going to be at every single month of the year. And then you just target that the month before. So you're pre-setting up Um, Your services before they happen, you're informing people before the services are going to start being proactive instead of reactive and getting that in the back of their head. And it can be touch points, you know, numerous months in a row until that season starts, because when it starts, then, hey, I remember this. It's time to sign up. I don't want to have this happen or this happen. I want to be covered and I want to have the best property.
1: What's good, bro. Kingdom Lawn Care says that's Jarvis down in Mississippi. And uh, he'll be on the program, guys, next week. He's a solo entrepreneur and uh, shares his story, which is a very, very cool story. So thanks for watching, Jarvis. Kyle Blessing says, what's up? Hi, Kyle from New York. You guys can drop a question and James and I will get to it. Uh, We're talking about marketing. Uh, We touched a little bit on email marketing and James and I can't express enough. And I got to get even better. I I, uh, get emails from my friend, Alan Hain, the lawn care nut, and this guy just Email, 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 email. And they're, they're so good, James. Um, I, I learn a lot um, from his emails, but I think that's something we could all improve. Um, that leads me into the next thing I want to talk about. And that is social media. Uh, this is another free 99. Uh, a lot of folks aren't even taking advantage of what you can do for free on social media, let alone the paid. So tell us a little bit about uh, your social media strategy.
2: Sure, and I think before you dive into all the social media aspects, I mean, there's so many different ones. First, secure your name on all the platforms so you have that same consistency across LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, you know, Facebook, all of those. Because if you have a different company name or somebody already claimed it, then it's going to create confusion in the marketplace. So just by a Getting your name established in all of those, even if you don't use it yet, make sure you get that done first. Mm -hmm. There's so many, there's so many free things you can do, but you have to be consistent. And that's the biggest thing because the algorithms, if you miss a day or if you start slacking off, um, it throws everything off and you're not going to be viewed as much, but you can do so much, whether it's just showing what you're doing on a daily basis, highlighting, team members, highlighting projects you've done, informing customers of what's coming up, kind of with the newsletters as well. So you can build out that social media strategy um, far in advance, especially if you're in the middle to northern part of the U.S., you have a lot of winter months where you can put all these ads or posts into place Mm -hmm. so you don't have to worry about it. And that way, post May 1st, May 5th, May 2nd, whatever it is. And just by laying that all out ahead of time, you're already going to be ahead of a lot of the competition.
1: Yeah. And I would add to that, James, too, is is you can hire somebody to do this. You know, I have a graphic designer that uh, does quite a bit of work for me. And when I was trying to juggle it myself, not only were my posts raggedy looking, but it was stressing me out trying to, like, figure it out. Now I just kind of have a content plan, but I, I don't have to worry about creating all the content myself. Uh, you know, I can delegate that to someone who's much better aesthetically of creating things than me.
2: Oh for sure. And there's so many things changing in a in a weekly and monthly basis on social media of how you get viewed more and what's mm-hmm. the right way to put hashtags that you know I don't have time to to understand that. That's why I partnered with somebody that does know how to do all of that. Mm-hmm. Um with assistant VAs and with the designing like you're talking about as well, but you still have to create the content for them to share, right? So yeah. always have that in the back of your mind of what should I share? What can I promote? What's going on in the business? What's going on in the in the season? The industry? Everything?
1: Yeah, I call my my brother in college and a, a cousin in high school too. Sometimes I call them and say, "Hey, what do I do?" You know, and and they'll give me uh, really good advice because they're so much more immersed in that world than I am. I'm I'm kind of are cake and, and old school. Uh, Blessing Property Maintenance asked James, how often do you suggest trying to post to Google My Business? And Annette, we we're going to cover that here coming up, but I guess we can just jump ahead to the old Google My Business here.
2: Yeah. So that's something we, we haven't really touched on much. And I think that is probably the second best in my mind, of attracting new customers and new business. First is uh, newsletters, Mm -hmm. second is Google My Business or just being on Google. So the same thing, you have to have a website most likely and an establishment for your company um, so that you can put in your hours, your location, all of that stuff helps. But the biggest thing with Google My Business that promotes you is reviews. It's not so much the ads because everybody now sees, okay, the first, second, third things that pop up are ads. But if you have the most best reviews, you're going to pop up organically. And there's a lot of SEO on the back end, which um, you probably need to find somebody that is a professional to help with that of your website, because they can link in words and phrases of what people are typing in, so that you pop up on Google quicker. And the same with um, with with Bing as well. But Google is probably the most prevalent platform that people search. So when they're searching fertilizing services near me, if you're not, if you don't have a website and you're not on Google, my business, and you're not utilizing SEO, it's going to go to the next person. So this is something that you really need to focus on um, just to get that quick, somebody searching for this type of service, where they're going to be the top person that shows up because they're not going to scroll social media posts looking for a sponsored ad of (laughs) fertilizing services. They want it right now and they want to call and they want to sign up.
1: Yeah, that's it. And so how do you get those reviews on Google My Business? At what point do you ask your customer, hey, sweet Sue, can you drop us a a review on Google My Business? What's your system for retrieving uh, those quality Google My Business reviews, James?
2: You know, it's it's something that has to be also in the back of your mind every single day. Whenever you're talking to somebody and they are praising you for your work, just shoot them an email. Or if you're in person, say, I'll shoot you an email with the link to do it. That way it just takes the guesswork of how to do it out of it. Um, So on the Google My Business homepage, there's a review link that you can just copy, paste, put in your newsletters, put in your emails, put on social, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And if there is a a survey or a giveaway that you could also do, I mean, there's so many different ways to get reviews. But usually it's when people are praising your work, we thank them for it. We inform them that we're going to tell the team that did the work. Um, they get compensated on that as well as a bonus. But oh, cool. if you have a spare moment, would you please write a positive Google review or share your experience of, with our with our company that you've been having on Google review? And most people say gladly, and it takes them two minutes. Yeah. So we did that last last fall. And we did um, a big push for it. we got about 45 reviews in in 48 hours. Wow. Sometimes they'll flag you too.
1: I've heard stories of people that are overachievers like you, James, and then Google will think it's a scam, a spam. And so I'm glad you, you didn't have any uh, repercussions for the overachievement. That's impressive.
2: Yeah. And I appreciate that. But yeah, I think it's, it's, you have to constantly remind people that that's how small businesses succeed. Right. You know, you're not going to people aren't going to decide to go to Walmart or Target based off their reviews. But when they're searching for a small business, and a provider, <laughs> that's where it where it comes into place. Yeah. You have to remind people that, too, like this really helps our business by getting good, good reviews and, and getting better placements and so be open with people um, and they'd be happy to help.
1: Yeah. And as a consumer, I mean, I'm constantly looking at reviews. If, if I'm considering a company, I'm looking at the reviews. It, it's something uh, that I think are culture is training us on as consumers to look at the social proof. So, um, add a little bit more to the website. Uh, you talked about the words on the back end, so that if someone moves to, um, you know, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, wherever, you know, lawn care near me or, or lawn care in Atlanta, how, how do you, um, build your website to maximize every possible, um, component of, of a website, what should be on there? What's just clutter.
2: Sure. So there's a, a, you have to figure out what your service keywords are and there's a lot of agencies that can help. Um, I mean, we've helped with that as well, but what are your main services you're trying to push or that you offer? And you're just going to word those in because the more times you can link to your website from a different site or social media, or you have, you know, lawn care Atlanta or snow removal, Minneapolis, like the more times that you can put that stuff in there, those keywords that people are searching on Google, that's what helps boost up your your ratings too. Um, so I recommend with a website developer to, to implement that because it's not something easy. And you can build back pages and backlinks attached to your website that pull up similar websites that could be like an Atlanta lawn care landing page that ties to your main website. Mm-hmm. So there's so many different things and aspects that you can that you can build on um, to doing so. But I think that having an address, a physical address in that area, mm-hmm. by posting it on your website and on Google My Business, that'll also help. So they know it's not just somebody from California trying to get into the Atlanta lawn care, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a bunch of different aspects to to do so. Um, but SEO is constantly, you're constantly updating, you're constantly adding and, and morphing and seeing what the top keywords and it's something that most business owners don't have time to manage.
1: What would you say is a good price to pay for a website? I've, I've heard extreme amounts of money spent and a little bit of money spent. What do you think is a average of somebody who's maybe like, you know what, I got to prioritize getting a website this year. Uh, what do you think is a good range for a quality website?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've helped, we've helped some people with, with websites that are anywhere between $1,500 and, and $2,500. I mean, our website before we we brought on that team um, cost about 10,000 two mm-hmm. years ago. So I'd say anywhere between two to 10,000 is probably ideal, but you don't need to clutter it so much because the more pages, the more you're going to lose attention. Mm-hmm. So you want to just show your offerings, show what you're good at, promote, promote, say a little bit about yourself, how to contact, and what's like the the what are you trying to promote that season, or what's the call to action right away? So you don't need to have an over elaborate tons of portfolio pictures and and folders and all that stuff. When that Google doesn't really care about all those pictures, they just want to see you know the wording and how it ties into helping people. Um, so it's a big range, but once you start adding a store, if you're selling products, that's going to add quite a bit of money as well. So I would say probably around that $2,500 range to $5,000 is what most people would spend if you're going to go to a quality website provider or developer, Um, but it can go up from there.
3: Hey, everyone. It's Brittany here with the Hardscape Academy. If you're serious about keeping good, qualified people around, then you have to train them. You can say, "Well, what if they leave? I've trained them and I've spent all this time and resources on it, but what if they stay and you haven't taken that time to train them and they're not able to grow within your company and run their own jobs? That falls on you. So check out the hardscapeacademy.com to train yourself and your crews. This month, we're going to be launching our Crewman Paver Training video. This video is for your employees. It is the how to hardscaping and not so much the why everything is done the way it is. In this 45 minute video, you'll be able to brief your employees on paver installation basics so they're ready to crush the day on site with you. TheHardscapeAcademy.com is the place to get skills and training for you and your crew so you can excel as a professional hardscaper and grow your company. You'll learn all the techniques and best practices to properly install pavers and retaining walls. Check out TheHardscapeAcademy.com.
1: Estimate, quote, schedule, invoice, get paid, no software experience required. Friends, you can save 20% off your first six months at getjobber.com forward slash Paul or click on the link in today's show notes to try out the business management software that I've been using for years, Jobber.
0: Your mower blades are sharp, the whipper snipper is ready to rock, and you're all set to cut that grass and make that cash. Hi, it's Mr. Producer. I know you're ready to rock and roll, but have you thought about how to maximize your time on the mower once the podcasts are done for the day and you have hours of work still ahead? Let me recommend audiobooks from Audible. Paul has three titles that you can listen to, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, Best Business Practices for Landscapers, and the brand new 101 Proven Ways to Increase Efficiency and Make More Money in Lawn Care, which he so kindly allowed me to narrate. These audiobooks are a great way to make the most of your time and help you grow your business. I'll put links down in the podcast description.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, we had another question uh from uh Kyle up in in uh New York. Uh he says you mentioned Bing, do you suggest getting a page on Bing?
2: You know, we I don't really do much much advertising or paid advertising on Bing, but still having your company established there and having a company page is still very important um because you don't know where people are going to find you. So, you can still have a, um, a a company page on there where people can can find you and seek you out if they're searching your area. Um, but honestly, I don't use it much in our region. Google is primarily the biggest one, but we still have a presence on there. We just don't, don't do ad spend behind it as much.
1: Yeah. I, I would say, um, make sure you're on Google, uh, Kyle, which I know you are. And, uh, I know, I've seen your website, so you're, you're in good shape, my friend. Um, I want to talk a little bit about paid marketing. We've kind of touched on some of the free stuff that want to make sure we're on the social media platforms. If you guys are just tuning in, James, I'm recapping what he said. Want to be on social media platforms with the same handle all across the various Instagrams, Facebooks, YouTubes, et cetera. Um, You want to email marketing. You can get a free version of MailChimp. I think I pay 11 bucks a month to to reach hundreds of people um, through MailChimp and uh, Google My Business is obviously free if you have a physical address. And so once you kind of check Mark and you do the best practices for each of the things that are free um, outside of a website, where do you recommend actually investing money? That's going to be an ROI. It's
2: a great question because it's always shifting and changing. I think that when you're starting out, I mean, going door to door is a great thing because then mm-hmm. it gives you time to you know talk to people and, and neighborhood flyers worked. For me, when I was first starting out, um, you just have to make sure it looks professional and it is covering all the information. So, mailing is also really good, print advertising that you can go door to door with. Um, You can target the neighborhoods you want. So, it's not just going, you know, randomly to all the neighborhoods in your town. But as far as paid advertising with, you know, social and all of those, it's got to be pushed behind something that's, um, going to catch their attention so maybe at the beginning of the season promo or a special holiday discount but those are where people are going to scroll and see that and then want to jump on board but you want to make sure that that's isolated to whatever your 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 seasonality service is or prepays or whatever that might be so you have to just kind of play with it because there's no right or wrong answer there's always something different. You're going to find out what worked, what didn't work. You can run a bunch of different types of hot, cold, warm ads on, on social media, and then take that data to figure out what are people clicking on? What are people buying? What's the ROI on each of these? And it's not just a quick game that you can do one week or one month. You've got to put some time and money into that stuff to truly understand what works for you. Um, so it's an ever, it's an ever evolving strategy that, uh, That works for different markets and different services.
1: You mentioned um, prepay. Can you elaborate on what you were referring to with that?
2: Sure. So we, I mean, with us, we do a lot of prepayments for the whole season. So January, February, we promote a lot to our existing customers and new customers that if they prepay, they get a discount. Mm -hmm. Or if they sign up for the fertilizing program, if they're brand new, they get the sixth application free. So you're, you're, you're trying to get people in with that little bit of discounted rate, but you're also getting the money up front. So you don't have to worry about accounts receivable and, and follow-up calls to collect on money and all that stuff. And you get all that fund um, the funds for those services to, to purchase materials, to start another crew to do all that stuff before the season even starts. So we push heavily on that in those winter months.
1: Mm-hmm. Who does the marketing at Elkhorn Lawn Care? I know you guys, you got, uh, you know, 40, 50, 60 employees. I don't even know these days. Do you have like a specific person that that's their job, or how do you handle that with the size of your business?
2: Yes, we do. Um, they, we do have one individual that is in office that does all the social media, all of the marketing and newsletters and everything. And then we've got a team of virtual assistants as well that help with some of the design work and scheduling out and all that stuff. So typically, one person could probably take care of a lot of that. And if you're a smaller company, that one person can do marketing and something else. So they can always help with something else in the office, whether it's estimates or emailing customers back or answering the phone, whatever it is. And it's it's something that you can start with anybody that you have in your office or even a team member. That's a production person can start helping with that stuff, too, just to alleviate stuff off your plate.
1: If you guys have any questions, uh, drop them in the comments, and uh, I will ask James here. Appreciate you guys watching on the YouTube live. I know it, pretty much you guys are used to hearing my voice on the podcast, but for a while—when uh, I say a while, for like a year, James—I've been here. Man, you should you should put this on on YouTube and uh, you know make the podcast on the YouTube. So we're just trying it. And uh, if you guys want to interact with us and, and, and ask us a question here. Um, you can do so in the comments. But I want to ask you, James, now that you have built this multimillion dollar company and you've learned a lot over the years about marketing, what's something that you wish you could go back and tell the teenage James who's just getting started, what would be your number one message about marketing that you would go back and, and tell that young buck?
2: Oh, man, there's so many things. But I think one of the biggest things with marketing and branding is just don't go cheap on branding and create that image that everybody sees because that we didn't really even touch on that too much, but the image you have in the community is probably how you're going to get some, if not most of your marketing, it's the people at your customer's house that are neighbors seeing you and saying, God, I see them in our neighborhood all the time. I need to start using their services. So having that good uh, logo, that good wrap on your vehicles, the good, Clothing and not going with the cheapest designer in your town. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have spent the money up front instead of having to rewrap trucks and get different magnets and get different clothes and get different letterheads and email like uh, signature lines. Did you
1: only have to do that one time, or I had to do it so many times? There's a lot
2: of changes, but I was going for the cheapest instead of who's the best in the in our town that can help us create a good logo with our company name and be able to plaster it on everything. Um, So that's probably something I would have done way, way sooner, knowing how many tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars I, I wasted going to what we currently have now Mm. and the same with websites.
1: Yeah. Who made your logo and, and did things right for you now?
2: You know, it was a, it's a, it was a wrap company okay. that wraps vehicles. So they helped design that. So it would look best on the vehicles. And then we kind of broke that down into um, t-shirts and and other logo size things that we can put on print and everything else. So we started with the vehicles and then worked backwards.
1: Okay. We have a couple questions coming in here. And uh, if you guys want to grab one last question, um, drop it in the comments and we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, we have a question here from Brian. Any books on marketing that you'd recommend?
2: You know, there's so many I've I've read over the last 20, 30 years that I just pick up bits and pieces from all. Mm-hmm. Um, off the top of my head, though, there's... I know a lot of Gary V's are really good, Mm -hmm. like the jab, jab, right hook. I believe that's what it's called, but all of his are really good marketing. And it, it shows you how to, you know, give, 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 which is kind of what we talked about earlier of providing information to make you the professional that Mm -hmm. people can trust. And then you ask for the call to action. Mm -hmm. Here's how to sign up. Here's how to treat this issue. Here's how we help customers overcome these, um, these situations. So that's a really good book for social media for sure.
1: Yeah. Seth Godin's another Gary Vaynerchuk, obviously is Seth Godin's a good author on marketing. There's so many of them and um, audible guys, if you're not listening to audible, then I don't know um, you're, you're missing out, but we're going to throw that Yeti in the trash can tonight, James, that mic needs to go, man. We're next week, guys, we'll have an ATR 2100 over there. That, that, that mic is, is absolute junk. I can hear like every little movement it picks up, but, um, audible, you can be listening to marketing books and other business books as we're out working. So, um, we'll take one more question here. We'll go to Ann Arbor, Michigan, Chris, my buddy up there. Thanks for listening tonight, buddy. Uh, what have you found to be the most efficient sized mowing crew for your business? Excellent question, Chris.
2: Yeah, for us, you know, it's it's two to three man crews. We prefer three because we're constantly hiring. So that third person is a newer team member that's being trained. So the first two are always really knowledgeable. Usually it's a foreman and then an assistant foreman or somebody that's training to be a foreman. And that third person is somebody that's either new or they are um, they're just being trained up to take over. As an assistant foreman per se, so for us we like three, but you can easily do it with two. We've done with two for so many years as well, but we're constantly trying to train, model, mimic, and master each position that we are growing exponentially. So we have three man crews on our on our all of our mine crews right now.
1: Okay, and how many crews do you have total at Elkhorn Long Hair Long Hair at
2: um, the moment? Yeah, I think we're at five. We're going to start a sixth here soon. And then we subcontract out to a couple different companies in town as well.
1: Cool. Well, James, how can people connect with you and your business?
2: Yeah, just all social media. I mean, James Mansky on all platforms or jamesmansky.com. Um, but happy to help out. Whatever questions people have, um, there's always some free information on the website as well, some free materials that you can get right now and just help build a business because this is. This is the season and the time is not better than right now to get into marketing, to make sure you have all that stuff set up, because if the more you you put it off and you wait till next year, you wait till next month, you're just kicking the can down the road and it's not helping. So you have to start now, no matter what it is, because you're going to learn information. You're going to learn details in whatever you're doing. That's going to pivot yourself into smarter decisions, smarter marketing down the road. Well
1: said, my friend. And if you guys could drop us a like on the video, uh, that's super important. It's a way that you can say thank you uh, for this video um, and for James taking time out of his busy day. I know you just got back from the Grand Canyon and uh, we appreciate you joining. So if you guys could drop a like on the YouTube, uh, we it doesn't even hurt. You just just You can tap it. You can smash it. But drop a like. Um, we really appreciate it. guys thanks for listening to james and i today and as you could obviously hear that was a video that we did on the green industry podcast with paul jameson youtube channel and so i've had in the past just a tendency of biting off more than i can chew and so i'm self-aware that that's one of my issues as being a visionary and and getting these ideas and and some of them are really good and some of them maybe are are distracting and, and take me down a wrong rabbit hole Well, anyway, I say all that to say I've been very slow with with going too hard on YouTube for a while because I really wanted to make sure this podcast was excellent and got established. And uh, recently I felt like, okay, we we're really in a good um, rhythm in routine with bringing you guys high quality audio content. And so uh, this year, one of my new goals is, is to make fresh video content as well. And so part of that is over there on the YouTube Green Entry Podcast with Paul Jamison YouTube channel. And I'll have a bunch more of uh, announcements and updates for you guys of other stuff we're doing with video. But again, I wanted to start all of this back in 2018 when I started my program you can watch Dave Ramsey or, or Joe Rogan and it makes it look, they make us look so easy. But the truth is Dave Ramsey has a thousand employees. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of people and expensive equipment, you know, running the operation and you watch it on YouTube and you're just, it's so easy to digest, but uh, creating excellent content, it's a, it's a lot more difficult than one might think. And so, I just take baby steps and uh, at the end of the day, we want to bring high value. And so um, I think that uh, you'll be blessed if you uh, smash that subscribe button over there on our YouTube channel, Greenery Tree Podcast with Paul Jameson. That's our second channel. I have a, a personal channel as well. Over there, so you can um, get those links in the show notes and uh, follow along with us over there. Hey, also I want to let you guys know this is super important because we've been trying to create this for years. And my buddy John Pajak recently came down and we talked about what does it actually mean to know our numbers in our business. And we dived into the details of not just overhead cost recovery and how we bake profitable pricing into recovering our overhead, but also into logistics such as how do you pay yourself as the owner of the business? How do you map your finances if you pay yourself correctly and, and understand the health of your business and truly how do you know what to charge your customers so that you can pay all your bills, pay your salary, and be profitable? Well, we cover all of that plus the systems and processes of what you want to have established to run a high efficiency, high profit business. It's called the How to Know Your Numbers e training program, and it's available at the Resource Center at the dot com. John Pajak, years ago. I was actually, Marty, just looking through some old pictures I had. I was going through my Dropbox, and I saw a picture of me and Payjack. I think it was like the 2017 GIE Expo or 2018 GIE Expo. It was an old-school picture. But um, anyway, me and him go way back, and he's helped me tremendously over the years really take the complexity of the finances of the business and make it simple. I mean, that's hard to do because a lot of these guys out there, man, they, they take the complex, and they make it even more complex, and you're just like, oh, I'm overwhelmed, I'm intimidated. But uh, John has this incredible anointing to to take the fact of the matter information and bring that education forth in a way really like an eighth grader could understand it. And you're like, oh, okay, I can digest this. And understanding our numbers in business, it's so important. Even if you don't like numbers, even if you're not a numbers guy or gal, you just want to be focused on the technical side of the business. That's cool. But we really need to understand what's happening under the hood. And have the proper pricing, have the proper structure with uh, paying ourselves as an owner the right way, and really making sure we have a, a clear strategy of how we're going to recover all of our overhead. So we talk about all of that and much more in the How to Know Your Numbers e-training program. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. It will definitely help transform the way you think about the finances in your business. And of course, that's available at the Resource Center greenstreetpodcast.com. So hope you will go through the how to know your numbers e train program and uh, definitely help you take your business to the next level. Again, you can pick that up at the resource center at the greenstreetpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope to catch you on the next
0: episode. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.